all night. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah, that's a big one for us. Also for me. It's really? all coming back. It's all coming back, back to, to me now. There were moments of bold and there were flashes of light. There were things we'd never things do again. Things I never could forget. Always no, seem right. Seem right. There, were nights, there were nights of endless pleasure. pleasure. Something. Oh God. No, it's like it's like any more than any law could allow. It's like, baby, baby, baby. See, we're Jim Steinem fans over here. Yeah, big Jim oh, Steinem huge. fans. Nice. Yeah, he wrote that song. Mm-hmm. And he Can wrote all of Bonnie it? Tyler's hits. All of Meatloaf's hits, all of Bonnie Tyler's hits. Bonnie Tyler? Bonnie Raitt? I think just Bonnie Tyler. I don't know who the fuck Bonnie Tyler is. Oh, yeah, you do. He's holding never here until the end of the night. Oh, yeah, I know that song. <laughs> and, uh, and, and also uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart, ever heard of it? Yeah, that's Bonnie Tyler? That's Heart. Or no, something. that's Bonnie Tyler. <laughs> okay, I'll believe it when I see it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Young Persons Radio. This is uh, the best talk show on Radio Free Brooklyn. You heard it here. You heard it everywhere. I'm Colby Smith. I'm your host. And uh, we're talking hoops and nothing but the hoops tonight. The whole hoops and nothing but the hoops. So help us, God. Uh, I am joined all the way from Los Angeles, California. Maggie Widows is here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the people got to know what you sound like, Maggie. Oh, this is me. I'm in it. I'm hot. I'm young. I'm ready to ball. Uh, uh, um. <laughs> Is that a good intro for myself? I I just want to confirm to the audience that Maggie Widows is young. Yeah, famously young. And of course, I couldn't talk about hoops without welcoming a uh, 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 former host of the Tower of Hoops podcast. Matt Strickland is here also. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I am also a hot. I am also hot and yeah. young. And I, I hope yeah. that people can hear Matt's cat is with us as well. My cat? <laughs> uh, is that Muff? That is Muff. Muff is in the background currently what taking a shit. What a great cat name. Yeah. I do want to just take a second um, to say I'm also thank you for having me. Uh, Matt thanked you, and I don't want um, it to seem like I'm not grateful to be here also. You but know I, I do mean? think the listeners will know that I thanked him first, and so well, that must mean yeah. I am more grateful. Yeah, and sort of a teacher's pet vibe, but, you know. Um, yeah, we're all going to move on. And, uh, well, and Hathaway did really win grateful. the Oscar. I just want to say that uh, uh, Maggie made me work for it for her gratitude just now and i feel like that means a little more to me than just like mm, handing it out yeah i read the game i know about i know about how to play play these girls do you want to do you want to share with the audience uh, some of the negs that you were giving me before we started recording yeah um hey corbin um what's what's up with that shitty job you have kidding it must be nice to pay your bills ah man i don't know what a neg is really but calling you corbin feels like a neg i mean you said hey corbin and i immediately smiled so <laughs> <laughs> uh i think that counts um, yeah yeah 
Wait, Colby, I'm yes. just seeing that you're wearing a Lakers jersey. So are you a Lakers fan? So it's that not was a jersey not in this email. It's not a jersey. What's going on here is this is a this is a special shirt that's it's got Lakers up top, but it's got Mickey and Goofy balling okay. out of control. So what this is is this is me saying I will root for the Lakers in the bubble. Okay. In the Disney bubble. You're now rooting that, for uh, the Lakers now to they, take it all? You know, I think who I'm really rooting for at this point is the Miami Heat. Yeah, me too. Uh, I want Jimmy Butler to school these motherfuckers. I absolutely agree. Matt was about to chime in before I just said I absolutely agree. Oh, I was just going to say I want to watch – I want to see like a cameraman come around a corner and Jimmy Butler looks up at the camera, his face covered in blood, and we see like a half-eaten corpse of Kemba Walker beneath Yes, him. yes, absolutely me too. I want the Celtics to just like go up in fiery flames. I do not care about the Celtics in the least. The, the thing I do not want is a Lakers-Boston finals. Yeah, that would you, be terrible. I would I would just hate can't. all of the Lakers fans and Boston fans pretending that that is somehow like in keeping with the legacies of these two great teams. Hundred like, percent. This it is would like be. this is a this is a pickup like finals. Let's be honest. Not to <laughs> like, drag him because he's not here, but my boyfriend is a Lakers fan, which is very hard for me. Sure. And he has already started talking like that. Like if it's got, he's like, man, I don't want it to be Celtics. Like it'll be too, it's too loaded where it is like, no, these are different iterations this, of yeah. teams. Yeah. I'd love it to be uh Denver. And then somehow they like shoehorn the Knicks back in there somehow. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. If finals is Denver heat, that's fun. That is fun. Because that'll oh, be the fun. greatest uh, Denver Nuggets moment since what? Like, since uh, since God knows what. Dikembe rolling on the floor after they beat the Sonics in '93, uh, I... a game that we all remember. <laughs> if you're as big of a fan of Dikembe Mutombo as me, are you, you a Nuggets fan or mostly a who? What's the deal here? Talk to me about fanships. Oh, I'm a I'm a huge Knicks fan. Have okay. been my whole life, and uh, so I know nothing but pain. Mm -hmm. It's a different kind of pain for you guys than the Clippers. You guys have known other feelings. There is no. I'm, I mean, I guess but, the the Clippers franchise is the most pained franchise. The losingest. It's they have never made it to a conference final. Yeah. Still, now. So Maggie. Yes. You okay. you are the expert. You're a lifelong Clipper fan. I have known wow. this about you for almost as long as I've known you, which is a long time, okay? Very grateful that you say that. Thank you. What went wrong here? Okay. You know how we say in terms of, and this is going to be a jump, but I want you to stay with me. The, you know how we yours. talk about classism, racism, sexism, and we're like, no, it's not that the system is broken. It's that the system is working. It was built to be this way, to mm. be flawed, because it was built by white men. It was built to only honor white men. What we saw was the correct um, execution of a flawed fucking system. <laughs> so you need to explain a little bit more 
because you did just you did just get (laughs) Kawhi Leonard and Paul George in the offseason. So how are they? Okay. How is this a systemic issue if you are getting like the form the finals MVP coming off of a finals? So Paul George is a fraud. Um, he playoff P. I think we can all now. Agree with here's that. here's where I think I have hope for Paul George. I think a lot of his shit is has to do with mental health, and I seriously hope that his admissions of mental struggles and meeting with team psychiatrists and things. I hope that is a continued practice because I think he is all head game missing. Kawhi is a freak of nature athlete. Yes. He had one bad game. He has, uh, he's, he is incredible to watch play basketball where the issues are is the surrounding players because ultimately one or two players absolutely cannot win a championship. Also, especially what we've seen the Raptors do without Kawhi. It's very clear that it was not just Kawhi winning that championship. Mm -hmm. Kyle Lowry is a fucking King. Okay. But I think that one of the main issues is that our offense relied so much in the regular season on Trez and Lou and they're not reliable in a, in a playoff series. They're just, they're not, um, Trez is going to be outmatched. Lou is going to be struggling on defense. And if he's not hitting and if his shot's not going in, which it wasn't for the entirety of the playoffs. Yeah. It's just dead weight. And one of the issues is also that we just, I love Doc Rivers. I really do. I think he has done things with Clippers teams that are fantastic. I think he's a powerful figure. I also think he does not know how to make adjustments mm. in a game. Yeah. So Doc Rivers, though, isn't he? He's like his sort of calling card claim to fame is that he's like a, a stars coach, right? Like he, yeah. he he was the guy who brought the the Boston Celtics to, you know, the 2008 championship. He's a stars coach. So and yet he it was his Clippers team that the most talented Clippers team ever up until that point with Chris Paul and Blake Griffin that just combusted because the personalities couldn't get along. And isn't that, isn't that why you're hiring doc rivers to be the coach of stars to get the personalities to get along. And yet you have, I mean, Blake at, you know, 2015 was maybe the third best player in the league. And you have maybe totally. the best point guard since Isaiah Thomas in Chris Paul. And yet it was a Doc Rivers team that let them just combust into nothing. Here's you know, the man, thing. It, it was a Doc Rivers team that was also a Donald Sterling team until the Western Conference final or until the second round of the playoffs, which is I'm not saying I will buy. I'm not going to make excuses. OK, because my <laughs> team lost and they deservedly <laughs> lost. They did not play the the Nuggets played better the entirety of the series, but the context within which the Clippers have had opportunities to succeed have been truly hellish. I'm not going to, not to like plug my brother's project, but my brother made a documentary about that. um, The Sterling moment for the Clippers and its impact. 
And the more you dive into it, the more like the emotional toll of that moment in, I just think in sports, we so often see these guys as just like bodies on the court, bodies on the field, all these things, but like similar to like Paul George, like it's his head game. It's what's going on. Uh, Also the Clippers before going into this series, like, Trez and Lou's gra- grandparents, who they're there, they were very close to, died, and Pat Bev's yeah. best friend got shot. Yes, and so, like, there's, I, I just think like these are whole humans who, yes, you want to exceed at their athletic, highest athletic capabilities, but like, hearing about, if anything, the Sterling thing, totally fixed all the locker room problems. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like on a switch of a dime, same page. Uh, also, that series, they just they wanted it. They really wanted it, and they f- they felt it coming. And then that happens, and they're further connected. But it was just like such a such an an upward battle that I think had a lot to do with outside stuff. You know? Yeah. <sighs> I think there's a lot to that, honestly. I think that, like, the personal tragedy aspect of, like, that it just affected so many of the players on that team all around the same time is, like, it's not an excuse, like you said, but it's also not something that you can just chalk up to just, like, well, like, exactly shouldn't affect the game. It's like it does. It, it 100% does. Like, it also affected the fact that, like, Trez didn't get to practice or play any uh, any non-seeded game or, or any of the seeded games before starting the playoffs. Yeah. And I think part of what's interesting is the narrative right now on NBA Twitter, which is historically one of my, my is my favorite corner of uh, the internet. Yes, it's um, extremely positive. It's like one of the last bastions of positivity online. And also everyone's so stupid. Everyone just makes the silly, like it's silly and fun. 100%. Um, but it's so interesting because everyone has made it out as if like the Clippers had everything stacked in their favor. And I just like, I, I did not see it that way. Mm-hmm. I saw, I really saw things not stacked in their favor. Right. Um, so, I, yeah. I want to be a little bit of a devil's advocate here because <laughs> and, and I, was, I, I actually thrive on it. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's it's it is very uh, important to see these people as humans and to uh, see these people and like the, the off the court stuff and, and see how that could have possibly affect on the court stuff. That's very true. But like l- we cannot forget that like we cannot pretend that the clippers were some underdog team coming into the bubble right like the clippers Kawhi Leonard brought the raptors to the finals he won finals mvp he he's now a two-time finals mvp they got another max player in paul george and then like let's not pretend that they were playing with like the 20 uh, you know, 2010 Cavs here. You have no. Pat Bev, who's a great player. You have two, like, six men in Trez and Lou, who, like, I think more so than a lot of these 
off the court issues and stuff like they did just get a bad matchup like it's a bad matchup and i don't think but it's not like, it's Kawhi not didn't go nuclear played. on jimmy on on uh, jamal murray which he should have and the joker was just like the worst possible player that they could have ran but up against. it's also about issues that see i look at that matchup and i'm like i've seen them play exactly this way in the regular season mm -hmm. it that's what i mean by it showed the system of not playing zoo first of all zubats is the most underrated player in the nba he is incredible <laughs> he will be an all-star center within three years that's psychotic now, no no you're psychotic okay <laughs> open your eyes um he here's the thing like in this series every time zoo was on the floor he their plus minus was double digits. Every time Trez was on the floor, their plus minus was negative. It was very clear that Zoo and and um, uh, you know the Balkan boys, Zoo and um, he, Zoo, oh, why can't it's too many C's? There's too many C's and I's and U's. Um, <laughs> you got it, Maggie. We're with you. Um, Joker, Jokic. Um, it's, it was like, that was a matchup that was working and Kawhi works really well with, with zoo. He had, they have a great little system going and PG was starting to work with zoo really well, but then doc would throw in fucking Reggie Jackson, who should be, you know, he's terrible. Barely I think we can coaching. all agree that Reggie Jackson's terrible. Right. But doc trusts in sort of veteranship, and he famously doesn't look at numbers and, um, that is fine, but like also every time Trez was on the court, Nuggets got a run. And that's something that we also saw in the regular season, which is he wasn't playing zoo enough. He was playing, you know, he would do these really weird rotations where he was trying things out, but it also just like there was never any clicking and everyone thought it was like, oh, he's not showing his full hand. He's like, whatever but like after this playoff you're like no he didn't have another trick up his sleeve and he didn't adjust when he needed to he didn't create a trick when he needed to so maggie would you say that you're one of uh montrez harrell's haters and if so i would say based on his twitter he's got a few choice words for people like you well um <laughs> And I do repeat those words to myself in a mirror every day. Um, <laughs> no, I was so hard. I I was so hard in Trez's corner. So hard in. Trez's I like corner. him more than Lou Williams for sure. That's insane. I think it's important but, though no, to like know no. that Tre Trez is a center that's like six foot eight. Like he's yeah. uh, he's a small boy. He's a small boy, and he's great in the regular season, but again, he's not going to be good in postseason basketball. And he also, I don't know if you guys know about a little guy I like to call J. Michael Green. <laughs> J. Mike you like should be our second five. It should be Zoo and J. Michael. And <laughs> that is... And look at everyone rolling their eyes. Thinking, me. She, she talking crazy. <laughs> now let I me like tell you. I like Michael, but he's also 6'8". 
You know what I mean? Like he's also a, he's on the taller smaller than that. side. No, oh, maybe Should six nine. No, he's taller than Trez. We'll get. He's also he's also more yeah, in depth than Trez because he that? can shoot threes. Yeah. And um, but that's why they moved him to you know the four, but he should be our three, and or our, sorry our five, and he should. I love Trez, he, but he needs yeah. the right team around him to make him work. One more thing about the Clippers uh, before we move on to to uh, our long roster of topics this evening. Well, um, I hope that there's a lot more about the Clippers. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll sure. keep coming back to it. <laughs> yeah, let's go deep dive into the Clippers history and talk about Loy Vaughn a little bit. Oh, now we're talking. Brother had his poster in his wall on his wall growing up. <laughs> Um, yeah, my family is sick. We're very sick people. Wait, um, <laughs> real quick, Maggie. Uh, do you you've you've gone to many a Clippers game, correct? Yes. Do you have a standout memory? Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I have a few. My my dad has had season tickets to the Clippers since their first season in LA. That rocks. He he heard. Has the same story as Billy Crystal of they were some of the first uh, season ticket holders. My dad was driving and heard an ad on the radio and was like, he's from Pittsburgh, loves sports. He didn't have a basketball team and it was affordable sport he could see. Um, So I grew up like if I finished my homework in seventh grade, I could go to a game. Right, right. And so it was like and we were so beyond bad. So one memory (laughs) This is sort of a, a memory from then and then carried over to my adult life. Um, when I was younger, I loved white boys who could shoot threes. <laughs> Just I it was like it was like that opened my sexuality for me. Um, so like Eric Pajkowski and Marco Yarich um, were my favorite players in the NBA. So you can understand sort of the trauma of my life. Um, but, (laughs) but I used to, when Marco was on the team, I, we were in a, we were in the section that's behind the bench, like that goes up. Yeah. Yeah. And I would scream at my loudest voice, which you guys know me pretty loud screaming. I would scream, I love you, Marco. I love you, Marco. Marco, please say hi to me. Sort of an array of uh, absolutely humiliating things. I will never forget, I went away to college. The first game I went to when I came back was like, I had this wave come over me of realizing how close they were. And that Marco had heard everything I had said. Like, I suddenly saw, like, the players waving to their wives and family, like, kind of in the same section as me. And I was like, okay, so, <laughs> like, in my imagination, there was a wall there. There was a partition of, right. like, that's them and us. But, like, no. Um, right. You were just expressing he's... something, not really communicating to him. No, I thought, exactly. I thought, we're all just fans. We yell things. Right. I'm like the guy next to me, except for I was yelling incredibly tender, intimate desires (laughs) to 
to Marco Yarich. Um, and I asked, yeah, I, I'll never forget when I, the Christmas game, because Clippers always play on Christmas. Right. We went to, and we always went to the games. That Christmas, my parents got me a Yarich jersey, which they did not make, so they had to do the iron on. Uh, oh, wow. Um, because obviously he's not a, a player that anyone wants to wear. And I just remember going and like turning around and sh- like screaming, look at my Jersey. Look at my, like, I, and he, and I, he did give me a look. He was like, okay. So well, I was going to ask if he ever acknowledged you back there. There were a couple acknowledgements for sure of like, he Hi, knew. Yes, okay. <laughs> I can't imagine yeah. that Marco Yarich had that many fans. No, it was so... me. <laughs> uh, so he must was... have known. And I do think he must have been touched on some level to know that, like, in America, I have. I got. I this got some. 12 year old girl is losing <laughs> her mind for me. And at the time, like, we have Elton Brand, Corey Maggette, like, like uh, objective studs right and i was like give me this fucked up mouse looking guy i can save him (laughs) (laughs) that is that's so awesome uh yeah that's definitely a memory also anytime i've been to a clippers lakers game i get i have had to uh make myself leave because i get too heated right right (laughs) so I'm a really nice person, but Lakers fans crawl under my skin in a way no one else can. Well, that brings us to, you know, another thing that you said right before we uh, uh, started recording, which is that you have a bit of a bone to pick with with us about uh, an item of news I sent you before the episode began. And I said, well, what is it? And you said, I should save it. And, you know, now it's time is up. It's it's time to it's time to to uh, lift the curtain on this this bone. Sure. I'd love to show you peek, uh, give you a peek behind the curtain. I do wish it weren't set up as if it's um, something exciting and good. Uh, but so you set this piece on defector about and you said about how strange it is that we all hate the Rockets, even though they've never won anything. And this is one of the things that shocks me, shocked me most, especially this year about the Clippers is I'm like the hate for the Rockets. The Rockets are hated because fucking James Harden is on it. Everyone hates James Harden. Deservedly so. James Harden hates James Harden. That's why he (laughs) acts the way he does. Okay. I I would like, I would like very briefly to, I'll, let's all go around really quick and do a quick impression of when James Harden gets a foul called on him. <laughs> a foul, foul called on him? On him. That he, like, does not agree with the call. Um. Well, in the bubble, one of my favorite things is that he no longer gives a shit. He'll just go... <laughs> Like he has gotten, he's gained like 40 pounds and no longer cares about the game of basketball. <laughs> um, and it's so, and now I hate that he's, a, a, you know, a bli- or ambivalent. Yeah. Yeah. But otherwise he um, is a very scary man to me. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say. He looks like Kimbo Slice. <laughs> I, 
Yeah, and he there's a there is just uh I have such disdain for his type so of basketball player. I, I do think yeah, it's okay, it's, it's it, I think it's just perfect like in like the universe put him and, and Russell Westbrook on the same team because yep. no one could care less and no one could care more than the two. Totally. Yeah. They're the perfect yin and yang, someone who has all the talent but none of the drive and someone who has all the drive and is still very talented but not nearly as talented as yeah. as Harden. Yeah. And I mean I Westbrook is my kind of guy. I yeah, love you, Westbrook. I love, you love him. Yeah. I love anyone who looks like they will like if they lose the game, they'll just wait for you in the parking lot, even just to like <laughs> and kill you, kill you, or even just to sit in their car and stew while they watch yeah. you walk. Oh, you yeah. know, just like yeah. I love someone who's so crazy, petty, and who cares that much. Yeah, yes. Harden doesn't care. Harden does not. Although I will say yeah. this about Harden: people say it's so shitty to watch Harden. Step back threes are sweet. And he was the best in the game. He's very good. He has an incredible jump shot. Yes. This is exactly what I wanted to talk about with this. I'm very conflicted about James Harden because on the one hand, he's so good. Like, he's an incredible ball handler. He's an incredible shooter. He's so good. And yet, he spends like... he. The the announcers put it this way on one one of the like the games in the series of the Lakers where they were just like, Oh, he's so good at creating contact and it's just like, is that a thing you want to be good at as like a professional basketball player? It's just like, Oh yeah, this guy gets fouled a lot, so he That's goes the to the line he's, all the time. Like, as a team, it is, but as like it's not cool. No. Well, it's not that's, cool yes. to be a narc. You I know? think that's one of the <laughs> like, biggest problems. That's exactly that's right. That's one of the biggest problems with the NBA is like the shit that he does like would get your you would get the shit kicked out of you if you tried to do that like in pickup. Like if you tried to yeah. like dive into someone and then call a foul. And that that yeah. I think the the pickup in the NBA used to be much closer than they are today and now they've been just slowly getting way way far away and I think that yeah. needs to be fixed. Yeah. Well, it's the, I think the thing about pickup is like, call your, call your fouls, call your, like, it's very much of, I take responsibility for my actions. I recognize I might, I'm all foul and someone's going to foul me. Like, and anyone who takes that too seriously absolutely sucks. And I hate playing pickup. He's a fucking punk. (laughs) Uh, It's so annoying. But James Harden is like the, He's the kid on the team who doesn't talk to anyone else, but he sits in the back and plays his Game Boy on the ride to the to the other school, and then he gets out, still doesn't speak to anyone until they're on the court, and gets fifty points. Um, and yeah. then like he and the coach loves him. Yes, so much over you, who's working hard and like is about the fundamentals. He doesn't give a shit about the fundamentals. <laughs> I do respect that he always seems to be a little hungover. Like he's, <laughs> he's a little he's in the Lou Will, the Lou Will zone where yeah. you're like he 
he got 50, but he probably could have got 65 if yeah. he hadn't like had the last three Dugaritas. Yeah. <laughs> he, he. Oh, well, Dugaritas. I went into like Lakers Rockets thinking like this would be a good series. Like these like these two teams they got like big superstars on them like like yeah. you know like I don't like the Rockets but like this will be fun to watch at least. And then like every game was like four fucking hours long because every member of the Rockets is like going to the line like every 10 seconds. And it's like this this is why people don't like to watch this is because it's like a foot like have you guys ever have you ever gone to like an NFL game like in the stadium ever? Yeah. It sucks, right? It's so it. it's so boring. They they stop the play every like they stop it so NFL often. NFL is for, a like, sport TV that was made and, to like, watch on TV. Yeah, yeah. Because when you're there, it's like you're painfully aware. Like, oh, a commercial is happening now. Like they're just standing around for no reason. And you have to be around NFL fans. Right. Exactly. But it's like Which that's is what watching objectively the, is like, the worst kind. Because like the play stops every five seconds. Like there's no yeah. momentum to the game at all when just like every the strategy is like get fouled and then go to the line and then we're we are all shooting really well. So like what we'll, NBA fan base do you think is the most like NFL? The fans? most NFL. Oh, this is fun. Okay. Celtics. Immediately I thought Boston Celtics. <laughs> Immediately I thought Utah Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> rabid philly Just absolutely rabid philly well philly fans no matter what the sport are sort of like their own thing yeah you know yeah i think it was like philly philadelphia phillies fans that booed santa <laughs> yeah. you know well at the eagles like game, no one the hates their own a beer team. on a baby what at an eagles game the, the one man poured a beer on a baby Oh so. right! Was that ba- <laughs> well? Was that baby a Giants fan? Because well, yeah, know, maybe that, he just that baby, it. And in his defense, the baby was being a bitch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I feel like Phillies Phillies fans have now gotten they've like created this persona for themselves that now they can they can do anything and people will be like, well, that's Philly. Totally. Like totally. And, and sort I of actually still feel like, like them. If the Sixers got good and came back, they could. Because I think basketball fans in general have such a different vibe. Yeah. And, but I will say, I I once went to a Sixers Clippers game in Philly, and that crowd, <sighs> messy is how I describe it. <laughs> um, just like the most messy crowd that hasn't done math. <laughs> Yeah. Just like foaming at the mouth, screaming obscenities. Uh-huh. And again, like a basketball court, you can hear the shit that people are saying. Yeah. Uh, as we've established, it oh. was wild. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Philly and Boston. Yeah. I feel those are the ones that immediately came to mind for me. But that's that's also just like a regional thing where just like. I've, I've had exposure to the like yeah. New Orleans Pelicans fans might be I New Orleans know. Pelicans don't have any fans. <laughs> like, yeah. They're just Saints I, fans that like couldn't get tickets that day. Yeah. Yeah. Golden State has shitty fans, but in a very different a different That's brand true. of shitty. Yeah. No, those are shitty people who just work for Facebook. I'm like, so glad they, you brought right. up Golden State. Because, like, State. how fun is it to have the playoffs where Golden State is not in it? Oh, and, I like, there's it. no real clear front runner either. Yeah. Actually, honestly, now that the Clippers are out, I do think the Lakers are 
I would think it's safe to say that the Lakers Lakers are the front runner. Okay, so now I am going to present a few scenarios for the finals to you great. guys, and you are going to tell me who you would root for in these matchups. Okay, we, great. We talked about we talked about Denver Miami. We're all rooting for Miami in that matchup. Yeah. Ugh, but I love Denver. I, I that's the thing. I love Jokic. This is an incredibly generous position given the beating he just put down on your guys, yeah. Maggie. Have you seen the picture of Jokic when he's young? How sure. can you hate that boy? Have you he seen is... his horse? I like a basketball player that looks like a professional bowler. <laughs> that has the yeah, physique exactly. of a professional bowler. <laughs> the physique and the the disposition. He multiple yeah. times throughout the series just complimented Trez and Zoo on oh, yeah. what they were doing to the press. It's like he is my ideal basketball player. Also, I like He's any awesome. player that's like if you were making a top five of NBA players who are most likely to have a cigarette at halftime. He's in the top. Yeah. Five. <laughs> <laughs> He's he on on timeouts. He has to go back because he has a card game going yeah. in the back that he yeah, has right. to. It's <laughs> a bunch of Eastern Europeans in the clip. Yeah, the Denver locker His room. family. I'll tell you one fun fact, because the Eastern European, uh, the Balkan boys, have you, you guys have seen the picture? Oh, sure. Okay, good. Um, Matt's shaking his head. One now. fun thing is, they, there's just, obviously, it's such a different lifestyle and and thing for people to come from far away and be here. And Zoo's family sat a few rows in front of us, and every time they would come, it was like, and I say this with a lot of appreciation and love, because it is but it was so on the nose of um, like passport style uh, wallets, oh, either man. wrapped around their waist or hanging, hanging from the their neck. chest. Yeah. And the, his younger brother filmed on his iPhone the entirety of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Going like this. And it was just like this, but it, Again, rounding out the players, it was like, oh, this is be- this kid probably is gonna like put it on the the web so people back home could see it. But like, this is beautiful. Yeah, uh, that's so cool. I hope it's like yeah. a parent, uh, a parent like filming the school play where they don't get the actual play. It's like they get only their kid who's like in the deep background yes. on like the side of the stage. Like it was very Trez much and Lou are running in. a pick and roll over here, and then he's just zooming in on Sumach <laughs> over in the far corner. Hundred percent was. <laughs> are you excited for the new Clipper Stadium, Maggie? Very. <laughs> and I wonder slash hope that by the time they are there, perhaps their name is not the Clippers anymore. Oh. What is their name after? What a ship, a yeah. boat? Yeah. Yeah, they were, yeah, when they were Buffalo. In Buffalo, that was their name. And then they moved to San Diego. I thought they were the Um, Buffalo Braves. Sorry, they were the Buffalo Braves, and they moved to San Diego and became the Clippers. Ocean. Mm. And ever since, we've been cursed. (laughs) It's like the second worst name after the Nets. The Nets, I still think, is the worst name. (laughs) Don't think. What should they change their name to? babes (laughs) babes <laughs> and their LA mascot babes. is a, a little is, is a smoking hot girl or a little pig 100 um it's Which the one? pig it's and pig. and 
on a, on a leash by like one of those girls who's on the side of like Big Buck Hunter, just like in a oh camo bikini. God. <laughs> <laughs> that is a plus. Yeah, that's um, okay. Wait, uh, Corbin, what's the other matchups? Corbin. Uh, yeah. Wait, I got okay. Okay, Matt. Oh, keep going. You and I can keep talking. Uh, Great. Um, another matchup is uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier. Lakers, Celtics. Who gets Lakers. your support? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to go home. I root for the Lakers. Yeah. Well, I also I like AD, and I love used to love LeBron. I like him now. I think he's gotten a little bit lame. Yeah. And uh, corporate, but. I still there's respect there. Yeah, I love LeBron. I feel like he's super uh, lovable still, but there is yeah. a thing where it's like you see the flashes where he like turns it on and looks like old LeBron, and it's like I know you're like a little older now, but like it only just makes you be like, oh man, I used to. I, I remember when you used to do this the entire game. Like, yeah, it kind of like you see the flashes and it's like it almost makes it more sad that it's not. Like yeah, that. it's like when Kobe stayed on for so long. Yeah. Uh, and I just think it's a little bit like. Uh, obviously, his time has not gone because he's still first team all lead. Like, yeah. he's he's an incredible basketball player. Oh, but totally. And he could still yeah, we're dominate. LeBron. But I think he's gotten, like, lame. Like, when he came to L.A., he did, oh, I wish I could have a White Claw like you're having. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, when he came to L.A., he made this commercial for Taco Tuesday and did, like, a really gross, stereotypical Mexican accent. Oh, wow. I also don't like him just, I mean, of course, racism takes precedent, but he also, he just seems like he thinks he invented the term Taco Tuesday. Yeah, yeah 100%. Very offensive to me. Yes, I. that's exactly, like, it's just been like, okay, you started, you removed a rib and started sucking your own dick at some point in this whole thing. Sorry, am I allowed to say that on Young you, Persons you totally Radio? Are. Yeah, this is a, this is a censorship-free, we believe yeah. in free speech here, and... This is one of the things that's so important to me is free speech. It's like more yeah. important than so many other like things Q. going on. Yeah. Q and and free speech. Yeah. I believe in it. Yeah. Yeah. I think LeBron might be Q. He could be Wouldn't Q. be surprised. Yeah. Not in the least. I feel like Matt, you've been anti LeBron for a little while. Well, you know, since twenty ten when he could have come to the Knicks and didn't. <laughs> um, no, I mean yeah. I think LeBron. You know, I'm a kid of the 90s. I've always been a Jordan, you know, a Jordan kid. I think Jordan's the best player of all time. I think after 2016, uh, there was a lot of talk after, you know, they came back 3-1 against the... um, I think when you say after 2016, I think most people think you're talking (laughs) about the election. election? (laughs) Yeah. The thing for me that was the most important that year was LeBron. Of course, of course. Coming back 3-1. That is Uh, the coolest... (laughs) That's the coolest thing ever that he did that. <laughs> I mean, it is very cool, but I think a lot of people were just like, okay, now LeBron's the best ever. And I, you know, 
a lot of the younger people in my life think that LeBron's the best ever, and it just makes me so angry, and it makes me... But he is a better athlete than Michael Jordan. He is a better... I don't agree. What's happening right now? I don't agree. I think LeBron... Here's the thing. Obviously, Michael Jordan, they are cohorts of a very select group of people. But when you are someone that changes the way a basketball game is played, basketball in general, from there on out, you are like... What do, you, what do you mean? What, how did he change the game specifically? He was a swing player. He wasn't just one position. He had the build of a bigger player, but the finesse of a smaller player. But it couldn't was, you have said the same thing about Magic Johnson, who played center? He like they won, you know, they won the championship in uh, what nineteen eighty, and he was playing he was center. A pure, and he was a point guard. He was a pure center. I'm saying. No, Magic Johnson was a point guard, but he could play center. He could play. play. He, they won the championship. Him playing center, doing baby skyhooks, but he was like, you know, everyone thinks of him as the greatest point guard of all time. He's six nine. He's the same size as LeBron. I'm running out of breath. I'm so upset. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, I really think that the physical, his physical presence on. And I obviously never saw a Magic Johnson game live, um, but because I'm young, and <laughs> young I, but yeah, I, exactly. I do think LeBron like he changed the way rotations were played. He he, I, I I'm gonna say something else controversial though. Right behind LeBron, I think Steph Curry is also one of the greatest players. So to good. ever exist because there are similar to LeBron. There are high schoolers who now try and model their game exactly after that. So we got a bunch of motherfuckers coming into the league, taking bad jump shots from three because they all want to be Steph Curry or, you know, people who just drive to the hoop when they shouldn't be because they want to be like LeBron. And I think you're much more right about Steph Curry. I think Steph Curry has changed the game single-handedly more than LeBron. Like, LeBron, I feel like positionless basketball was like, you know, Don Nelson in the 90s and then D'Antoni with the Suns was doing like small ball positionless basketball and that led to LeBron with the Heat, right? Because LeBron and the Cavs was still just like, you know, a, a, a wing, a small forward. And I feel like yeah. the Don Nelson to Dan Tony to Spolstra sort of like, you can see the pieces being set. Spolstra's I feel so like hot. Steph Curry was the guy who like out of nowhere was just like, I'm single-handedly creating something new. I'm going to shoot from, well, I mean, unless you count Gilbert Arenas, like pulling up from 27 feet or whatever. Right. But Steph did it with such... He was an enforcer of it where like that to me is a pretty, I don't know. It can be seen as like a soft guy thing to like Steph just did it in this way. That was so both hard and delicate at the same time. Yeah, I agree. Just because he's so pretty, just because he's a little twink with a pretty face. (laughs) 
And he's uh, always isn't chewing he on his ever? Mouth guard, like it's a little penis. <laughs> Did you guys? Oh, the picture where he's gripping his wife's ass and he's got a half chub. You guys know that one? Did you guys oh, know that no. Jamal Murray has a sex tape out? I just found this what? out the other day on Pornhub. Who? Who's the? I found lady? that. You found it out on Pornhub. I found it out on Twitter. I found it out on Port. Again, I was NBA Twitter so positive. My fiance's out of town, so you know I was getting on the cell phone. So immediately I was There's like, "Which NBA better. players out there?" <laughs> no, I, well, that's the thing is like I didn't even know. This is. I think this came. This is like months old. This is not like a new thing. I was just on the Pornhub going through some categories, whatever. Sure. Yeah, sure, and sure. It, 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 it popped up, and he's got he get, he's getting blown by his girlfriend. Can I ask you what the category was that you found this on? I'm trying Blow to jobs. think. You remember. Was it POV? I'm sure it had something to do with blondes. Hello, peek behind the curtain. <laughs> I, well, hey, I missed my fiance. That's you what know, we do on this show, we offer some peace behind. The I curtain. have so a type. I have a type. Is I Jamal? Like. Is Jamal Murray? It's just a BJ. It's it's his girlfriend going down on some guy who presumably is Jamal Murray, but you don't see his face. But I think it's like pretty well because it's a this one. Yeah, it's a that one. Yeah. So for those listeners, she's holding her hand up by her chin, <laughs> simulating a um, uh, holding a phone towards her dick. <laughs> a point of view. Uh, yeah, POV. It's style. like a POV blowjob. Yeah. Thing. Okay, I respect that. But you I... know what? honestly, isn't this something interesting? That it is not. Is this what came out in like May or March or like one of those M months from the spring, and no one knew. Remember how like crazy it was when like. Kim Kardashian celebrity sex tape came out. Everyone had everyone knew about it. And now so many like celebrity nudes get leaked. We don't even care about them anymore. Have you guys seen the Noah Centineo uh, Snapchat leak? Was it his dick? Who? It's his dick and his and also um, his face saying things. I mean, it is. The it is if American Psycho did a Snapchat sexting scene. Oh my god, psychotic but incredible. So can I give voice to something that I've been thinking about for the last like four minutes? Like we've been talking about this. Please. Do yeah. I have the floor? I mean, it is my show. I guess I could just take the floor. Yeah, it's your show. <laughs> so at the beginning of the show, uh, I was like, "Hey, this is Maggie Widows," and Maggie said. I'm I'm hot. I'm young. I'm here. I'm ready to take. I'm ready to be on the show. And I said, I can confirm that Maggie is young. And now I'm realizing that what it probably sounded like at the time was I was saying, yeah, Maggie is young, but she is not hot. I thought you and did one hundred percent. One hundred percent. I thought you were doing like a funny joke roast See, type thing. I did too. Uh, at the time, I felt like it's not my place to say whether Maggie is hot or not. But I also now I actually actually could I please have the floor? For yes, a uh, um, I hear as by, the woman, I yield the floor. I would now like both of you guys to rate me, um, a la uh, <laughs> hot or not, or the original Facebook. Um, just sort of pure. I want to put you guys really on the spot here, make you uncomfortable. Okay, on the I'm binary. Kidding. So on a wait, just uh, it's just a yes or no, or is it like a, a <laughs> one out of ten, or what are we talking here? 
Because I'll Guys, get as specific as you want, baby. This let's is a show just say it's we, fuck or get fucked, okay? We, That's what I'm saying. There's only the two options. Back. Both are end with fucking. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, uh, should we Corbin, say it together? Don't worry yeah, about it. Let's say it together. Okay. One, One two, two, three, three ten. Yeah, ten. Did, did you almost say three out of ten? I, I almost <laughs> said yes. <laughs> just like so much to unpack you know what i mean you know so much here uh oh colton i love your show um, <laughs> all right come on the show if you want to get rated in real time <laughs> yeah they're bringing back uh mark zuckerberg's orig- original idea yeah um, it's it's mark zuckerberg's original idea none of the fascism all of the misogyny come right on please <laughs> yeah oh man bring back 2002 uh, we all miss it that, that era of misogyny Ugh. the nba draft was terrible misogyny was at an all-time high it really <laughs> actually was. no it's probably higher now i don't know maybe not it was more in secret then. We weren't as mm. we weren't talking about it, you know. Um, well, I think liberal misogyny is more in secret, but conservative misogyny is more out. So how do you even judge that? I don't know. Indeed, how? Wow, that's a really interesting question. Right? Don't you think like liberal people <laughs> who like are smart enough to know that they should be woke are still yeah. feeling all their weird racism and shit? They're just hiding it better. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Like like Joe Biden's putting his arm on everyone, where yeah. it's like you shouldn't. But listen, vote on no. Okay, we have to vote for him in November. Guys, we yeah. have to vote, otherwise yeah. my dad will be upset. <laughs> <laughs> I keep telling my dad I'm not gonna vote, uh, just to get him upset. Just to get him upset. I mean, he's That's just good. Like, well, he's just like, if you don't vote, then the pod didn't save America. Yeah. Man, Is he I a have it's, lib? Up, it's upsetting when I have friends over and I like am ha- I'm happen to be holding a mug that says pod, pod Save America. It says friend of the pod. Yeah, it says friend of the pod. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Cuz my dad that's how big a fan my dad is. He's because not only bought merch for himself, he's bought it for me. He he's bought it for you because he wants people who come over to your apartment to know that uh you know, you support LGBTQ rights but you also support drone strikes in Libya. Yes. Well, here's the thing about drones is let's get the D on the pack on the back of that acronym. LGBTQID. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Intersex drones. Intersex drones. <laughs> um, uh, all of this is getting cut out. I Maggie, will say, <laughs> I will say, speaking of LGBTIQDI, um th- this and the NBA. It's so clear how different the politics and lifestyle and outlook is of these younger guys like Kuzma, Tyler Hero. uh, I mean, Jalen Brown, I almost like the Celtics because of Jalen Brown. Yeah. And isn't it funny how Jalen Brown is on the same team as Gordon Hayward? (laughs) God. Gordon Gordon Hayward Hayward follows like three people on Instagram and one of them is Candace Owens. (laughs) 
I mean, he looks like he should be a Boston athlete. That's oh, yeah. it's crazy. We'll that leave he's it at that. For any other team, do you? Uh, they all have the stuff on the back of it. You know, Black Lives Matter on the back of their jerseys, and they had like a, a list of thirty things to choose from. Uh, Gordon Hayward chose uh, education or something. Yeah, we love yeah, that. It's like. Oh, what is it? They'll show him eventually because the, the there are some really good ones. My up. zoo was my favorite because I know he really meant it earnestly, but it doesn't pack the punch he thinks it does. His is just enough. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite is well, that's uh, about racism and the Balkans war. Enough, my, <laughs> yeah. Yes. My favorite is uh, uh, Andre Iguodala, whose whose jersey says Group Economics. Oh. My God. Well, also the Morris brothers who have matching education reform because they have matching everything. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what that's what uh, Hayward's was education reform. Yeah, it's. Do you guys know that the Morris brothers have exactly matching tattoos? Do you know about the conspiracy theory that, when uh, Markeith Marcus was out of the playoffs and Markeith was in and they there's a very strong evidence to suggest that Marcus played in Markeith's place it, when Markeith oh, was playing wow. for the Wizards like two or three years ago. I mean, that's extremely cool because Markeith was out until like 5 a.m. And it was it was this whole theory about how he was out very, very late. And then uh, Marcus wasn't even in town and then Marcus happened to be in the stands very, very hungover while Markeith, quote-unquote, Markeith was having the greatest game of his life. So I, That's this insane. Hit, my boyfriend, because Markeith is on the Lakers and we have Marcus, and I talk about this all the time, how easy it would be for them to switch places. Like, yeah, I believe that 100%. They're funky, weird guys. Oh, they're incredible. They negotiated their contract together when they were on the Suns. They, they live together. Do they live together? They live together. Twins are fucking freaks. Yeah. that Get that twin freak. And twins? <laughs> I love rocking on TV. I want to do <laughs> okay, we're we're just about out of time. So I, oh, can't, think, huh? I can't think of a better note on which to end this <laughs> truly unhinged episode. Uh, Maggie, uh, I want to state unequivocally that you are uh, the hottest in my eyes and the youngest. Oh, and thank you. I don't want I feel anyone respected. to have any questions about Thank that you. as this goes on. Um, yeah. And I want to say to you, Matt, that you are the youngest and the hottest. The and the hottest. Yes. Yeah, I agree. In my eyes, no questions asked. Um, you know, would this be a podcast less radio show if we didn't end with plugs? Let's plug it. Let's plug it all up. Plug up all my holes. <laughs> Jamal Murray style, baby. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>